episode 75. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. And today we travel back up north to the wilds of Saskatchewan, Canada to visit with Michelle. Yes, it's Michelle Holland, but it's also Michelle Burton. Holland is her stage name, and no, her father does not own the Holland Tunnel. You better strap up your seatbelts, and let's go for a ride. On the Dharmic Evolution today, I am delighted to have Michelle Burton, songwriter extraordinaire from Saskatchewan, Canada. Is that right, Michelle? Yeah, that's right. Good old Southern Saskatchewan. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. It's it's awesome to have you on the show. I'm getting more and more Canadian presence, which I love. I've been so lucky to meet so many wonderful Canadians, and uh, I think I'm going to have to move up to to where you guys live because uh, it's just in the water for me, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a beautiful country. I love it. Really is. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just I had the good fortune to go up to. Uh, Vancouver um, a few years back and do some sea kayaking around the island. That was just stunning. Just really crazy, beautiful, unbelievable. Yeah, BC is a beautiful province. And on the island, there have been there many times. Uh, um, it is abs- it is stunning. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could have picked a better word for it. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. let's talk about you and your songwriting career, huh? So, um, you know, I understand you've, you're like... You're like the real deal. You're a real serious songwriter, singer. You've done all this great stuff. Um, and you've been to Nashville, where I've been recording the last few years. So let's start with that. How did you get um, from where you are, Canada, how did you end up in Nashville? Well, you know, it's really, you know, it's odd because I know a lot of people say this, but, you know, my career kind of started with through the karaoke channel. Okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, people would come up to me and go, wow, you know, you're really good and you should be professional and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I mean, you know, I turned beat red and kind of hide in the corner and stuff. And then, you know, as it got a little bit farther into it, um, it just kind of blossomed. Like I started uh, competing in competitions and actually, actually winning. And, um, you know, my husband said, you know, we need to make a trip. We need to go down to Nashville and get, get something going. And, and so I joined Nashville Songwriters Association, started writing songs, started collaborating with other people. Um, and finally, when I was ready, went to Nashville and recorded with some amazing musicians. Yeah, so, isn't that crazy down there? Like, everybody's so good, it's almost like, what, what you know, it's, it's the same. I equate it to the same thing as... Uh, you know, Nashville songwriting is like Canadian hockey. Like you're born with a hockey stick in your hand, right? Or at least skate. That's very you know, true. you have to skate. <laughs> it's like it's the law up there, right? And you, yeah, and you know what? I don't do either. I, I, have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I never was good on skates, but uh, yeah. 
Me neither. I mean, I did play hockey as a kid. We did it a lot. But it's like, you know, the, the Canadians always seem to have the edge on everybody when it comes to that. You know, it's like uh, just so such a big part of your culture, it seems. So let's listen to a little bit of what this fine Michelle Burton's all about. So we're going to play shoulda, coulda, woulda. Check it out. that track was written um just because that came out of my mouth one day um my husband and I were talking about something and I just happened to turn around and say you know we should have done this and we could have done that and you know what next time we're gonna so um it literally was written just from I guess a cliche if you want um it it just happened so So when is the follow-up coming out gonna (laughs) actually i think the follow-up should be i did (laughs) yeah all right hey tell me bring me into the studio on that one like who did you work with uh some of the players and stuff like it's got a i mean it's got like quality all over it you know great great track and great production it really does um the the album was produced by larry wayne clark who is another canadian um that uh had moved to Nashville to, excuse me, to, 
you know, do his songwriting and produce other artists and stuff like that. So he was awesome. Unfortunately, he's gone now, but uh, you know, oh. he'll always be re- he'll always be remembered by many many um, bright Canadian artists. Right. Um, the some of the players there: Dave Hoffner, uh, Chris Lusinger, um Mike Chapman, Milton Sledge. Um, a lot of these guys, they were so professional. Just bang, bang, bang. They got it. They right off the get go. And um, these are high-caliber musicians who have played on Garth Brooks CDs and Trisha Yearwood CDs and Kathy Matea CDs, you know, Jonathan Yetkin, uh, John Huey, who uh, another uh, great man who passed away. Um, he was telling us stories about traveling with Elvis Presley and playing with Elvis Presley um, when we take a break, you know. And, right. So, I mean, the caliber of these guys is unbelievable. Um, something you just can't find in Canada. I mean, there's some good musicians here. Don't get me wrong. We've got some really great people here. But the caliber of the guys on that CD is just unforgettable. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. And, you know, it's funny you talk about the stories. Um, yeah, I've had experience with that, too, like when, uh, you know, the last record we were working on, one of the guys comes in, and he's got the whole, you know, cavalcade of stars under his belt. He's toured with everybody, and it's just the stuff that comes out, you know, in between, like, you know, waiting for the next cut or whatever. It's like, wow, man, we got to bottle this stuff up. This is, like, really, really cool. But I suspect that goes on all the time down there, you know? Yeah, I think it does. You know, like these guys are just so talented. It's what they do. It's who they are. Um, It's born into them. It's in their blood and they have to let it out. And that's where they let it out is in the studio. So, yeah, it's the most it's the most uh, it's the perfect time to do it because it's like, you know, it's just sitting around the campfire type thing. Instead of the campfire, we've got the we've got the Trident board, you know, the mixing board. So we sit around the board. (laughs) Hey, tell, exactly. hey, Michelle, tell me about, um, you know, your musical history. How did you get, you know, how did you get into, you said karaoke, but you obviously had, you know, the gene. You obviously had that spark in you that said, you know, something woke up in you. Maybe the karaoke did it, but somebody in your family was somebody musical. How did it come about for you? Yeah, my grandfather, my grandmother actually was very musical, and okay. uh, she would play the organ, and she would sing, and she would play the accordion, and you know, she she had a, a realm of different um, um, instruments that you know she would you know tinker away on and sing, and she she taught me a lot of um, uh, gospel music when I was young, and and. Um, You know, it just, I mean, my grandmother, you know, never really did anything with her music. So I I think I'm the first in the family to ever do anything uh, real with it. Great. So So she's probably very, very happy somewhere thinking, you know what? Somebody carried on this lineage of, you know, the tunes are still rocking out of the family. Exactly. I don't think she ever wrote anything, but she used to sing a lot. Right. I think I got a lot of that from her, so. Yeah, you know, probably a lot of people didn't write because, um, in the past, because nobody knew music would blossom into the gigantic thing that it has become. It's like this giant, organic, um, artistic, you know, thing that just blossomed out of, um, probably started, you know, in the, in well, way back in the 40s and everything when, when we had media that we could put out, you know, and even the 20s and 30s, but it just kept growing, you know, and then, I think um, more people getting exposed to it brought in more and more music. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think a lot of it has to do with radio and, um, you know, concerts and stuff like that. You know, it does broaden. Yeah. Um, it, it, it travels. It just travels. And it's a universal language that everyone can understand. Yeah. I mean, you know? the reason I say that is because most of the artists that I've had on the show, um, you know, who are in the age range and even out of the age range all say the same thing. It was the Beatles. It was Ed Sullivan. It was 1962. And that was it. When I saw that and heard that music, it was all over. I knew I was going to be, you know, a musician right right away. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they, the Beatles and Elvis Presley, you know, they paved the way for a lot of artists yeah. that are out today. And, you know, like... It's it's like for me it was Patty Loveless, Trisha Yearwood, Garth Brooks, Loretta Lynn, Patsy Cline. You know all those artists are they're unforgettable. All the greats. They're great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who yeah. is who is it? Somebody was saying. Uh, I think Michael Jackson used to quote. You know, if you want to be great, um, you know, be like the greats. You know, like listen to them and learn from them and be like them, and you will be great. You know, hey, let's play another one. This one's called "Love Me or Lose Me." Show. Well, it's been a long time since you showed me affection. I don't think we're headed in the same direction. Cause you come and go whenever you please And you don't tell me nothing to say the least You know I could find someone better than you Love me or lose me, you gotta choose Love me or lose me, sleep on it tonight There's a couch, a blanket and a pillow to help you
Awesome, Michelle. Really, really great track. Great vocals, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, that's got, it's almost got like a, a little bit of a bluegrass edge to it, that track. No? Uh, yeah, a little bit. And yeah. Was, yeah, it wasn't written that way, but um, that's how the musicians heard it. And I just went with it. And I think it turned out pretty darn good, actually. So. I think it's I think it's awesome. Hey, let me ask you about um, when you're putting your music together, do you like go out and road test it? Do you do open mics or anything like that or just play gigs um, before you take your music into the studio? What's your process? Well, my process is more family and friends. Like I say it again, it broke really, up a little there. Oh, sorry. It's more like family and friends. Like I play Got it, it. And, and I get their their feedback, and and that's my first step. You know, taking it out into the public is my you know probably my second or third step. You know, right, um, right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm working on some Christmas stuff here that uh, I've always wanted to put out a Christmas album and. So I'm working on that, you know, doing the writing and stuff for it. So, you know, it's the process for sure. Yeah. Well, it's not the right time for Christmas. You got to do it in August like everybody else does it, right? Exactly. <laughs> I know people are probably going to think, well, I'm doing Christmas now. Well, because it, there's a process to getting it ready for the public. So, right. yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, but yeah, family and friends mostly to start with. And then I progress from there. Right. Branch. And what's what's yeah. your what's your um what's your favorite instrument? Like what instrument do you write on or like you do you like guitar? Do you go to a piano? What's your your thing there? Um well I'm not musical in the way of instruments. So uh-huh. I play like three chords on the guitar. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you need for a write That's a song, all, you know? Exactly. So everything I write is in the key of D, but I, I do usually usually use the guitar. Um you know, between that and just in my head, it's it's very much that. And do you are uh, you like are you like are you like you a lyricist first, or how do you does it you know, or is there any special way that you develop your songs? You know what? It just comes to me as the melody and the words. It it's all a one step thing when it comes to writing for me. Look at you, um, girl! It arrives like a Christmas present. It does. I I consider it a gift from God. I just like, you know what? He's sending this to me and away I go. You know, I just all in one nice neat little box, right? It's all in there. Just just pull the ribbon, undo it and say, Okay, great. This is no problem, you know? (laughs) Yep, yep. That's my Christmas present. (laughs) You know, I usually I ask a lot of people that question and, and like I love it because nobody ever gives the same answer, which is the coolest part about songwriting is, you know, there's no rules, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's the most freeing um you know, artistic, uh, you know, thing that you could have in your life. I think it's just really so awesome to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure is. It's, uh, you know, it's, I find it therapeutic too. Yeah. You know, if I, if I'm feeling down or if I'm feeling angry about something or whatever, you know, I, I, I write it out. You know? I, yeah. I, I mean, I, as yeah. a song, I, as a songwriter, I fired my therapist. I said, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if I can, if I can, if I'm at the point where I can fire mine. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, I well, yeah, I did. No. I, bu- I bought a whole box full of, uh, you know, legal pads and pens, and I'm good. You know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, hey, it is a very therapeutic thing. So. Yeah. Hey, is there? Um, so you're in, like you said, Lower Saskatchewan, because I, I don't n- know the area. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah. is there a music scene in Saskatchewan? There actually, you know what? I didn't think there was, but there actually is. There Great. Is, uh, not as big as Alberta, but it's getting there. You know, it's growing here too, I think. And right. um, there's a lot of musicians around here that, you know, even if they just want to jam, like they, they yeah. can just get to jam. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome and try some new stuff and whatever. So Yeah, because um, I mean, yeah. it's it seems to be popping up more and more. I mean, I'm, I'm learning more and more about... Um, about Canada, you know, I've had a lot of people from Ontario and Toronto and, you know, some real hot spots uh, popping up all over, uh, all over Canada, which is just great. You know, I just, I just love being able to um, get into other countries and, and support people's music. So I'm delighted that you made it to this show. So who else in your life is musical? Anybody else in your family? Well, both of my daughters actually can carry a tune pretty darn good. Uh-huh. Um, but they don't sing in front of people. They, oh, come very on. Shy. You when can't get them in the that, studio? I know, uh, you know, I I actually have tried. And uh, I have a karaoke system that here at home that we kind of just goof around on and, right. and stuff like that. And there's no way. No, they won't do <laughs> it, just, huh? No, they just won't do it. It's like, that's your thing, Mom. That's not mine. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I get oh, that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what it is. Yeah. I just I just ask because uh, both of my sons plays, but but one is dead serious. Like he's a you know he's got three four CDs out, and he teaches kids, and he plays, and he fronts a band. And so for me, anytime I'm doing a track or a record, I always try to get him in at least to do bo- vocals with me because it's such a rush, you know, to sing with somebody close to you. You know, it's, it's just so cool. That sounds awesome. I wish I had you. Know- you know, I wish my kids would actually like get on board with me, even just to do a song. You know, I, I actually, when my my oldest daughter was younger, I I had this thing in my head, and I used to love the song by Helen Reddy, and it's called "You and Me Against the World." And I don't know if you've heard it, but it's oh a yeah, song. oh it's awesome, and yeah. I wanted to get in and do a redo of that, and um, you know, have my daughter in the studio with me doing the little girl parts, and you know, it was just. I, I never got a chance to do that with her, but she, you know, doesn't want to do it. But yeah, <laughs> but that, I always, I always kind of was a bit of a dream of mine. So. That was a huge hit too. That was a big, big song for her. Um, you yeah, got to have your daughters both call me, and I'll talk them into it. Oh, okay. I promise, <laughs> I'll talk them into it. They got to do it. So, meanwhile, let's play "Sweet Smiling You." It ends a long dark night I knew I had to have 
that track to Jonathan uh, Jonathan Huey um, the gentleman I spoke of earlier who who toured with Elvis Presley and stuff he played the steel on that and the dobro and he just made that song just vibrate and I he did an amazing job great high energy and your voice is crystal clear so clean so crisp really great energy and uh, just great vibe through the whole thing well, thank you. Yeah, you played. Um, yeah, that, you were a rodeo. You played some rodeo events too. Is that right? Yeah, we. Yeah, when I had uh, my band back in BC, there um, we, we used to play a lot of the rodeos and stuff. And I think the biggest one was the Cloverdale Rodeo. Um, it's pretty much world renowned. Um, you know, we did a lot of stuff with the rodeos and circuits and stuff. And, so when um, you would play, did you you did get inspired and jump up on a on a horse or a cow, right, and ride a little bit after the gig? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not quite. No, we were in a diff- different area of the rodeo ground. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was fun though. I mean, um, what I was amazed at doing that was a lot of young children would come up to me after a show and. Um, cause we'd play out in the fairgrounds and, uh, we do some shows on the fairgrounds and some shows inside the, the, the taverns is, and, um, you know, what would kind of surprise me is that it was a lot of young, young children, like not young, but I mean like, you know, 10 and up, um, right. that would come to me and, just be in awe and I'm like wow I'm just in awe that you came to hear me so yeah um it was very humbling and and it was very it was amazing so So you were you were busy inspiring people and you didn't even know it right I didn't even know it and you know what I still I still get emails and I still get messages uh from people going oh my gosh you know what I was feeling kind of crappy and I listened to sweet smiling you which is one of the most popular songs um, you know, and I feel, I feel a lot better now. Thank you. you yeah. know? And I'm like, Oh, I had no idea. I really didn't. Yeah. It's not only the validation, but you know, you touch somebody in such a positive way. I mean, there's no way to measure how great that is. 
You know, I mean, no, you did isn't. something for somebody's life, really, and helped pick them up and move them on their journey a little bit faster, a little bit happier, you know? Hey, um, yeah. Sweet Smile and you, tell us about how that came up. Like, you know, what was the, you know, the um, the motivating factor behind that that made you write that? Well, I think it was um, my niece, actually. Oh, um, nice. Does I, she know it or he, is she just finding out now? <laughs> uh, she's probably just finding out now what, what's her uh, name also, her name is amber may holland amber so, may are you digging this story girl put a big <laughs> smile on your face so go ahead with the story <laughs> yeah well she just was such a cute little one and uh she always uh always made me smile always made me smile and every time that she would do something it would just give me that, that warm fuzzy feeling inside right um you know, whenever she did something cute or, or funny and witty and stuff. And and that's how that song came to be is, you know, just she was always smiling and she was so sweet. And every time I got that warm fuzzy, I felt like I just fell in love with her all over again. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's more like, a, you know, it can be a love song for a man and a woman. It can be a love song from a mother to a child or an aunt to a niece. It really, it's got a very wide spectrum to it. So, yeah. And I think I think that's what makes it so popular. So Well, that's what I liked and, about it because it wasn't I wasn't like put into a box. It was like it was wide open for whatever your interpretation, which was great. Was that one of your yeah. hits, Michelle? Um actually no, that one I didn't release in Canada. I released Shoulda Coulda Woulda and then Hugs and Country Kisses, but Oh, my okay. But it's one of my personal favorites, Sweet Smile in You because it's so bouncy and because it doesn't put you in a box. So yeah, we got to get that released in, uh, and get a big, big star on your banner there in Canada with that one, too, you know? Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So so what are you doing these days? Are you writing right now? Are you playing out at all? And You know, like, what's going on with your musical career right now? As you said you're doing the Christmas album. Is that all consuming, or? Um, it pretty much is. Yeah. Um, to, of course, you know, starving artist syndrome, you know, I'm working to pay the bills as well. So, right, right. Um, you know, I, I write in my free time and, um, you know, I've also started doing um, jingles uh, for a company that I'm working for right now. Great. Um, so that that's a new that's a new one for me. Are you having um, fun was, with that? You know what? I really am. Great. And I was just, just in the studio last Sunday uh, recording them and I just like, but oh, I gotta get back in the studio. This is killing me. So um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Mostly just writing and and um, you know just trying to keep one step ahead because you right. always have to be in this business. So is the um, is the Christmas thing? Is it all covers or do you have any original things on that at all? Um, that's all going to be original. Is it's it really the whole album? Really? The whole album. Yeah. God I, bless uh, your heart, girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think originals are so much better because it gives people something new to listen to, you know? Right. So, and uh, the, the main song that uh, that I've got for the title of the Christmas album is, it, the song is called Turn the Furnace On. And uh, Amber May you inspired that one too. So. Oh, Amber May, you you better be careful. You're going to be she's going to be coming to you for royalties any minute, Michelle. I, I think so. <laughs> I think you're right. 
Wow, she's got a big influence. Can can I borrow her for a week? Like, wow, man, she's very, very inspiring. This little girl. <laughs> she, yeah, she really is. Yeah. Yeah. So I got. I'm just back to the Christmas thing for a second. I've had artists on um, quite a few um, this past, you know, six months who all, you know, are, are writing original Christmas music, and I'm always so delighted, and I feel it's very brave to do that because. Um, you know, most people just embrace the the old standards, you know, which are, are great songs. But to stretch out and say, I'm going to do completely a unique uh, song, you know, brand new song or, or new album is even more, um, you know, what what are, you're biting off a big, you know, big apple there to, to chew into. I can't believe it. So uh, God bless you for doing that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, thanks, and I'll definitely let you know when it's out. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear it. So um, I want to play Can't Fool This Fool by Michelle Burton. The eyes are the window to the soul When I'm looking into your See the secrets that they hold All the nights you ran to her And you thought I didn't know Did you really think Her lipstick wouldn't show Cause you can't move Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so tell us about that one. Well, that one just was an idea 
<clears throat> excuse me, that one was just an idea that came to me. I didn't really have really a lot of inspiration to write that one, um, but yet it turned out really well and ended up being one of my favorite in the in the slower beat type songs. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that you know that one just kind of like I said, it just kind of came to me. It just like can't pull this fool. Oh, that's a great book. Yeah. You know what can I do with that? And um, <clears throat> yeah, so the song just developed from there. So, what are your um, what are your favorite memories about Nashville? Like last time you were down, that you remember? Ah, uh, wow! It was it's the, one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. I just loved it. Um, the studio, the musicians, the music. Um, what surprised me was when I'd walk downtown Nashville in the tourist part, um, you didn't hear country music. <laughs> right, right. I, w I was really shocked. It was like rock and grunge and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and really, you didn't hear country music. So um, that was kind of an interesting thing for me. It's because changed a lot because, uh, you know, the new rock stars are these country guys, you know. I mean, uh, yes. you know, it's kind of like everybody's like, you know, kind of melded everything into infused it together, all the good parts of everything, you know. And I know a lot of the traditional country guys, some of them get pretty upset about it. But, um, you know, music always evolves. You just can't get in the way. Uh, what did Pete Townsend say one day? He said, it's not my job to come and it's just my job to get the fuck out of the way. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I guess... I guess in some ways the you know I it's going to it's going to evolve into whatever it is. You got rap guys and hip hop guys working with country guys working with rock guys. It's like you know it's turning into something uh completely different. It really is and you know when when my one song that I really like it's not one of my favorites but I really do enjoy listening to it and kind of sing along with it is Toby Keith, I want to talk about me. And yeah. it's kind of like a rap song. It's kind of country rap. And I'm like, the first time I heard it, I'm like, whoa, I'm not sure if I like that. Right. But the more I heard it, the more I thought, why not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some it's, of it's, it's really fun. great. It's yeah. Different. Yeah. 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 So. It will be what it's going to be. Right, Michelle? It's going to keep yeah. evolving. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. I mean, we've come from the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and so on and so on to today, and it just keeps going. Yeah, and, and that's what I always say to people is like, um, we're in such a good place because, you know, we've got 50, 60 years of catalogs of great music to um, to immerse ourselves in. And, you know, it, it, it's never like too much. Like, there's always room for another good song, another good artist, yeah. you know. So I, I think it's just a wonderful place uh, uh, to be in this particular period in time like you can just dr pull up any kind of music and listen to it which is great hey listen as we're winding down let me ask you michelle what is the best way that we can contact you reach you support you buy your music find out all about michelle burton up in saskatchewan canada 
<laughs> well, I have a Reverb Nation account. Um, it's actually Michelle Holland is what uh, my CD is under. So, okay. you know, if any if anybody's looking for my music, they, they need to search up Michelle Holland um, on SoundCloud, Michelle Holland on ReverbNation.com. Um, really great venues for a lot of artists, independent artists like myself. Um, it's really hard to get your music out there and available to the public if you're an independent artist. Right. Um, you know, this the... the venue that reverb nation and soundcloud has given us is absolutely amazing i'm very grateful for it um you can download mp3s um you know it's 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 all there the whole album is there okay and Um, that's holland like the tunnel with two l's you got it yes are you partners in that did your does your father own the holland tunnel or or anybody in the family Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. No. It would be nice, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. This was great for you to share your time, your energy today with me and with Dharmic Evolution. Our all our followers were in thirty nine countries right now. So I'm delighted to, um, you know, share your music with the world. So everybody support um, Michelle Holland. And all of the show notes uh, will include the links to everything Michelle Holland, so you can you can follow her, support her, and uh, check out her music and purchase her music. So, Michelle, thank you so much today for being a part of Dharmic Evolution. Uh, thank you, Kevin, so much for having me. It was an honor and an absolute thrill. Karaoke. Rodeos. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Love me or lose me. No Holland Tunnel, but we got sweet smiling you, Amber May Holland. And can't fool this fool. Michelle took it from karaoke to Nashville, to the big stage, then went on to hit songwriting and having her songs played everywhere. She's played with the best. Please support Michelle Holland. Follow and support her. In, it's all in the show notes. You can check them out there. All the links are there to, to connect to her. And uh, we hope you do that and hope you enjoyed this episode hanging with Michelle like I did. Also, when you get a chance, head over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. If you're a podcaster new to the space or thinking of becoming one, I am the podcast launch expert and can help you with that challenge. Just email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com. And if you've been a guest on this show, you are now famous. You're in 39 countries and you are on the site. Michelle is on the site. There's also videos, photos, conversations, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests on the site. Don't forget the downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. I also want to ask both my guests on the show and the audience, stop by iTunes and leave a review for us if you're digging this show. I read them all and I thank you all. And when you do this, it helps the growth of the show tremendously. And the more we grow, the more we can continue to serve the indie artist community around the world. Tune in on Wednesday, March 30th, as we travel to the City of Angels and listen to what is happening with the career of Jessica Jolia on DE76. Hey, that's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Yeah, let's do-